Greeting, Earthlings. We have now taken over your radio. Hello and welcome in to the Jayhawk Talk Podcast. I'm Kevin. Joined with me as always is Andrew. And Andrew, we are coming off a wild week of college basketball and a wild week of sports in general. Uh, the Heart Attack Hawks. Uh, I remember we used to call them that back in the day. The Heart Attack Hawks are back. What do you think about this, uh, this weekend of uh, college hoops? Well, it's more than college hoops. You have Saturday, you have game winner, uh, big comeback. Uh, by LHI and, and the Jayhawks in Manhattan. Sunday, you have this Chiefs-Bills epic showdown that people will be talking about forever. And then Monday, we have this double overtime thriller with Texas Tech, where both teams were were really good, uh, at least offensively. Comes down to to another last-second shot by Ochai in the first overtime. And then, and then here we are. We're sitting atop the Big 12. We win these games by... One possession, but we've only lost one to Texas Tech at their place. So uh, I like that we're winning. I like that we get this feeling uh, of uh, euphoria after winning. Uh, I think that we've got a ways to go if we want to win the Big 12. So probably so do the Chiefs if they want to win the Super Bowl. But we're in a good spot. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we know that Big 12 games, we've talked about this, are just going to be slogs. They're just going to be tough. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a grind every single game. And when you grind and you win, it's a pretty good feeling. Uh, and they've continued to grind and win. And a lot of teams are not. They're, they're, I mean, you're seeing some close losses from other teams. Kansas so far, hopefully variance doesn't hit us, but so far has found a way to win uh, close games. And that's a, that's a good recipe. Hopefully they're not all like this because that's going to be a tough, <laughs> that's going to be a tough season for everybody. But if we keep winning, I guess we'll take it. But no, it, it was it was pretty pretty crazy. I mean, we talked about last week that you looked at the the two games we had coming up, and the and under you know looking at Ken Palm, if you combine the two, the odds were we were going to go one and one. Now we were favored in both games, but you know combine them. But what are the odds of a two and zero? Oh? Well, you know it was it was probably less than fifty percent. Well, we won both games by a possession, so. Uh, we're, we were kind of right there where Ken Palm was and, and, uh, you know, I'll take it. Obviously that K-State game, we could talk about each of them, but the K-State game was, was just an aberration across the board. Uh, every, every, almost every piece of it felt like an aberration except for, you know, uh, you know, Ochai doing his thing, but did you want to jump into that game first? So let's talk about, yeah, what we can talk about. I uh, can't Kansas State. You know, I felt maybe a little too confident going into this game. I was telling people, ah, nothing to worry about. We got this. We always we always go into Manhattan and uh, and maybe I underestimated them a little bit. Uh, I, and I didn't know if I could have expected Nigel Pack to come out and do what Nigel Pack did. That was uh, at one point he was like eight for 11 from three. I think he missed a bunch at the end uh, to kind of take that number a little bit uh, a little down. But when you go, you can make that many threes against KU. We're going to remember it forever and good on you for that. But uh, you can, you can also uh, have a good chance to win. And, and they almost did. We came back. Yeah, it was, uh, he did finish eight of 12 from three. So that's oh, not uh, nothing. Okay. Maybe nothing just missed to... the one at the end, eight from 12 from three. And I think it was, his line was better than that at the, you know, earlier on. 
when have we seen a better performance from three from anybody? Oh man. I mean, there's been a lot of them, but that one, that one certainly jumps out, particularly that first half. It was just bonkers. He just, I mean, he's making everything. Uh, and I, I don't know, Andrew, I, I, I watched this game in, in Vegas on a, on, in a golf cart <laughs> on a, on an iPad. We had an, a, a, a little iPad linked up. I was out there in Vegas with four K state fans. Uh, so it was me and four K state fans out there in Vegas for a bachelor party, something we had rescheduled like five times, finally just decided to bite the bullet and go, of course, the worst possible time to go probably, uh, and get out there and we're on a golf course and it was the only time we could play golf. So it was, it was what it was. We put some bets down, we were streaming the game and they were giving me just endless shit throughout that whole game. Just well, let's walk through this. Thing. Are they just K-State guys? Or are they K-State basketball fans? Like, are they like, have they been to any games? Like what's, what's the level of interest in K-State basketball? Is it more that they're playing KU or more that they are actual K-State fans? They're all actual K-State fans. Two of them have been to games. One of them knows every player on the team. Okay, so this is legit fan. This is yeah. not empty Bramlage Fieldhouse. Yeah, I was called Coliseum guys. This two is two of them. Two of them probably know every player on the team. One of them uh, has been to games this year. So that's that. I mean, that's first of all, that's a pretty small sample size. <laughs> so yeah. we're talking about yeah. we're talking about a unicorn here who's actually been to K State games this year, not called KU. But yeah, so no, they they knew they knew what they were talking about uh, at least in terms of uh, knowing their team. And also, uh, by the way, they were riding with me the whole time on KU live uh, money line bets because <laughs> we <Okay>. were. <laughs> I was like, uh, "Smart, right, you guys!" But I've I've seen this movie before, and they're like, "So have we, so have we." <laughs> and so we were betting money line for KU the whole time, uh, and that uh, that paid off very nicely uh, in the end. And then the uh, but the funny part was, of course, you know and you know, we end up winning the game and I return the favor like 12 fold on endless shit. They actually weren't that upset. First of all, they're used to it. And second of all, they won also a bunch of money <laughs> on KU coming back to win. So it, it dulled the pain a little bit for them, but I was, uh, I was pretty ruthless. And then I jumped on a Twitter spaces afterwards and I, my voice sounds terrible. I got a cold. I've had a cold for a week. It's not COVID. It's just a cold, uh, but I lost my voice and I was just, yelling into twitter spaces something about ku and win and vegas and something so i apologize for anyone who was on yeah there. i was wondering <laughs> i was wondering if that was an apology that was an, <laughs> i don't remember what was said but we had had a pretty good day on the golf course uh but anyway crazy crazy game watched uh rewatched a bunch of it just to to refresh my memory and and yeah, just, just wild, wild stuff. Uh, the rebounding was the edge for us. I thought, I mean, the, the offensive right. rebounding in particular, that was the difference in the game. Well, you saw that from McCormick, like he may not be scoring a lot of points, but those offense, he, I think statistically he's the best off offensive rebounder in the country right now. About uh, that. So, uh, you know, we saw some other guys get some opportunities in these other games. We saw maybe the, the emergence of KJ Adams, maybe at the end of the Texas Tech game. I don't know if he gets more minutes, but, you know, at least Dave's got that going for him. The offensive rebounding is coming along. Uh, no one has ever accused him of being our, our best rebounder, even though he's our best guy. No one's ever said, hey, Dave, he's our best rebounder. That's always gone to Jalen Wilson. Or it's always gone to Christian Brown. Uh, however, maybe that is a calling card he can use going forward. 
What do you think? We, we ought to be a good offensive <clears throat> rebounding team because what is the threat that Kansas poses the most? Uh, I mean, we we're fast. We're getting back. And I just, and it's just, it's the thing that, or we ought to be a good rebounding team, excuse me, because teams ought to, ought to turn and run. I guess that doesn't work for offensive rebounding, but uh, for, for rebounding generally, we ought to be pretty good at it now. Right. We also because they're going to cheat. They should yeah. cheat. They should, you cheat. know, to get back. Exactly. And so, and we've also got two uh, guards who I guess you can call wings uh, who probably are pound for pound better rebounders than most in, you know, at least in the league. So that we'll see that tested this Saturday against the best rebounder in the country <laughs> and on an Oscar T way. Uh, he is uh, averaging what 16 boards a game or something ridiculous. Uh, but right. It, it, it is, it, that is a, if we're not going to be an awesome defensive team, which I don't think we're going to be, we got to make up for it somewhere. And so being good rebounding and, and being a fast and efficient offense, uh, I think we can, I think we can make up for that. I think you're right. So maybe it's a, uh, a way to transition to the other game, but I, I think, you know, there's a lot of things that happen. A lot of players that we can talk about, but the only one that really matters is Ochai Abaji. Ochai Abaji, I think, has put his stamp uh, on the the race for National Player of the Year. And I think especially with this Texas Tech game, you know, first big Monday game of the year. Obviously, those are, those are pushback a, a week uh, with the NFL being moved uh, back. So this is the first real, like, you know, showcase college basketball uh, Monday primetime game. Uh, goes into double overtime against a really, really good Texas Tech team, and it was the Ochai Abaji show. And I think for those folks who did not realize how good he was, uh, I think us here at Kansas, and especially here on the Jayhawk Talk podcast, we knew. But if you did not know, now you know. <laughs> yeah, the the thing that was fun for me, and you're right, it was this week that really kind of catapulted him in the in that race. He goes for what 29 against K State, but was two of eight from three. So got his points a totally different way. And then Texas Tech game goes what seven? What was it? I'm looking at it now. Uh he goes seven for twelve from three. So gets a gets his points, you know, a completely different way, but still gets his points. Uh and missed a bunch of free throws. Oh, uh, that was the frustrating part but still gets 37 freaking points. So like the guy is the guy's unconscious right now. He's doing it multiple ways, uh, scoring at all three levels. And that's what, uh, that's, what's just been a blast to watch. It looks sustainable. It has all year. He's been extremely consistent. Maybe that Oklahoma game is the only one, but he came through late and still ended up, you know, double digits. It's, it is a, it is a blast to watch. It is. We're seeing it just kind of all before our eyes, just a complete blossoming of the player. Right. And I think that, you know, he may not win national player of the year. There's a couple other guys who just yeah. score a bunch of points on, on some decent teams. Some thinking about some, the guy from Wisconsin and, and you know, even Sheboy's put his, put his imprint sure. on that as well. And we'll see him this weekend. Uh, but to me, there's no more important player to this, to a single team. Than Ochai Baji. I think we'd be a pretty decent team. We'd be okay. I think we'd be a tournament team. I think we'd be a pretty high seed tournament team without Ochai. Uh, but without Ochai Baji, this team isn't what it is. Like he makes it, makes the sum greater. Hold on, what is it? <laughs> the sum greater than the sum of his parts. Like he makes everyone else better. 
Uh, and them having to cheat on him makes other people better. But he doesn't matter. He scores anyway. He yeah. finds ways to score. Uh, it seems like at the beginning of the game, we always get uh, an early three from him. He's always driving to the basket, getting the balls going in the hole. There's just there's a lot of options. And I think that they showcase that uh, in the Texas Tech game where, you know, he adjusts to how they're playing him. So, uh, you know, on on one play, they cheated on the to, to keep him from getting a three and he drove on him. And then the next time they did it opposite and he hits the three on him. So like, there's no way to really play this guy defensively to keep him from scoring. And it's not like he's just on a hot streak. This is who he is. This is how he plays. Uh, I saw today an NBA mock draft that had him at number 12 going to the Portland trail lottery, the highest I've seen him, you know, he kind of made some noises after his freshman year and even sophomore year and last year uh, of like, you know, maybe he was a borderline uh, first rounder, but, you know, he'd, he'd always kind of hung around the second round. This is the highest I've seen him. And I think this was from, I think it was the latest ESPN mock draft that came out this morning. So have him going at number 12 with, you know, with the likes of the, the folks that you, you've seen all year, but he's the one who's crept in. Uh, and definitely has earned it. This is a guy who's been around the program for four years. Remember, remember when we redshirted him? Yeah. He was redshirted for six weeks uh, his his freshman year. Isn't that crazy to think about his development since showing up day one, not expecting to play that season to, to what he is now? Uh, Norm Roberts was uh, on, on Hawk Talk, whatever, the Monday show. Uh, Bill Self obviously had some family stuff to deal with this week, and so Norm filled in and uh, he was talking about the recruitment of Ochai. I'd never heard this story. Have you heard this? No. Uh, so somebody called Norm and said, Hey, you got to go look at this kid over in KC. And so he's like, ah, you know, whatever. And, and self's kind of like, ah, whatever. And he's like, ah, you know, I'll go over there. And he goes over and scores like 30 points sort of casually, uh, you know, looks athletic. It's got a good frame went back to self and said, Hey, you know, that kid's pretty good. Self said, ah, whatever. And Norm said, you know what? I, I might go watch him again. And so he goes over again. He's ranked like 313th in the class, right? He's way down there. Goes over again, scores like 30 points, uh, looked great. Uh, and was doing so against uh, Dwan Harris's team at the time, uh, who was had, who had a really good team. Um, and uh, anyway, got, got a bunch of points, uh, went back to self and said, Hey, you know, I think it's pretty good. And self's like, fine, I'll go, I'll go take a look at it. And, uh, self goes and watches a game, goes for 30 points, <laughs> comes back and tells Norm, that guy's pretty good. And they get him on campus and, you know, they ended up with a spot. And so they, they offered him and he, you know, he, he came on pretty quick after they offered him. Remember, and it was just kind of a, you know, random guys in your backyard and you're just kind of, you know, whatever. It was just pretty fortuitous that, you know, he ends up at Jayhawk given, you know, the, the classes that they were trying to recruit. You never know if you're going to have a spot for the 313th ranked guy. And it's just something they saw and, and uh, good to keep the locals at home. And, and anyway, it was kind of a wild thing uh, that, that that's how that happened. It wasn't, you know, like a, a, a camp or, you know, they saw him for five years and kept their eye on. It was nothing like that at all. It's just a, you know, saw him a couple of times like, geez, this guy's pretty good. And uh, and then he told lots of stories about just how good of a guy he is. And I think we've, we've known that, too. Uh, but just a 
uh, a total sweetheart. And, you know, I think in some ways that has not always a, a Bill Self thing. He wants in a player, a sweetheart. He doesn't necessarily want the sweetheart, but they, they said that he kind of counters his, you know, nice guy attitude with a, just an absolute drive desire to be coached and to, uh, and to want to do the right thing. And that it, unlike, you know, Frank or, you know, some of these other guys who just are dogs, he kind of goes about it a different way, um, but ends up at the same spot. And, and that's, that's pretty cool. I like it. Uh, I, I want to shift a little bit to talk about a different player. And I, I want to give it some context here. We are currently ranked fifth in the country. We have a record of 17 and two, which I think is the best record we've had, we've had since 2020. And then really going back the bill self era, not a lot of 17 and two teams. So we're kind of up there from a ranking from a standing perspective as high or close to as high as, as bill self's ever been number one in the conference looking good. Got a big game. Uh, you know, we just hosted the first big Monday of the year. We host the first, uh, college game day on Saturday against Kentucky have a chance to take over the uh, the all-time record uh, if we beat them and then win a couple other games and they lose a couple other games so like we are in an incredible position however there is kind of a a storm brewing beneath all of this all of these accolades and of course I'm talking about the Remy Wars <laughs> that's what I'm gonna call it I'm gonna call it the Remy Wars Remy Wars it seems like all this stuff's going on, all this great stuff, and all anyone wants to talk about is Remy Martin. So do you want to talk about Remy for a second? I I guess so. I don't know. What to I don't really is. either. I don't really either. But I, mean, I think I it's important. To. It's important that we do address it because it's all anyone on Twitter talks about. Yeah. And I, I, I added to that. I probably shouldn't have. But I was pretty mad during the last eight minutes of that game. Because Remy actually seemed to be doing the stuff that Bill wanted him to do to get on the floor. Uh, now, we don't know. I'm not going to be the guy who's like, I know more than Bill Self. And everyone on Twitter, make sure they respond and say that to me every time I criticize anything. Bill, you don't, do, you know, do you know more than Bill Self? That's the worst take on the planet. If someone else, I, I think I'm going to make a new rule. Anyone who replies with, do you know more than Bill Self? You think you know more than Bill Self? I'm going to block him. I hate that response. Oh, I absolutely hate it. Punishment. I hate it. Inflicting punishment. That's not what followers. I'm saying. It's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is, you look down, and we're up a dozen points, and everything is going right. You pull Remy out, who was getting into the paint, who was not turning the ball over, who was not efficiently making shots, but he wasn't shooting a bunch either, but he had five to one assist ratio. He was playing decent defense, took two charges and looked and was bringing just massive energy and speed athleticism to the lineup and was setting dudes up, making things happen. He was, he was the Remy experience sans the, you know, the, 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 uh, the massive bucket taking and they pulled him out, put, Wando back in, which I'm fine with. No big deal. You got to, I mean, they should go back and forth, whatever. Sometimes they should play a little together is what it is. But we didn't see him the rest of the game. Not one minute to the next two overtimes through the rest of the game. And I am not, again, I'm not saying I know more than Bill Self. He probably missed an assignment. He probably did something stupid. 
He probably did something bad on a scouting report. He probably did something that we don't see, right? That we're, we're not, we're not able to see, but all I know is we were up 12 and then we were not, <laughs> and we could not score a basket and we're not playing good defense either, but we couldn't score. And Remy was, Remy was doing things to make the offense move and he was out of the game and it wasn't moving. And all I was saying was, I wish they would have put him back in. I wanted to see him back in to see what would happen because that was, it, it seemed like he was a spark and that spark wasn't there. And I'm not saying he has to be the spark every game. And I'm not even saying he should have been there in the final possession. He probably shouldn't have. Wando is probably the guy who's going to make sure that they run the right play. Totally understand that. But when you can't score and everything is stagnant and the lead is disappearing and you're <laughs> giving up shots, I think you got to put him in somewhere. Uh, that's just my take. Obviously, you know, Bill Self disagreed. After the game, he was asked, why didn't Remy play? And he said, all due respect, who are you going to pull out? Who's he going to come in for? Not a bad point. And the answer, I think everyone is Wando. Wando. <laughs> I, mean, you gotta, you know, he, I don't think Wando was playing horribly. I don't think he was either, but he's a zero on offense and scoring. He's a zero. He and KJ in there together, or he and Mitch in there together, are two zeros for the most part. And so, and then they're bracketing freaking, uh, you know, Ochai like he's Tyree Kill. And then you're looking at CB who played okay, but was not playing great. And, and Wilson is your only options to score unless Ochai, you know, gets around two guys. The point is you put Remy in there. It opens up everyone else because he's able to pressure the defense in a way. I don't think that Wando can. Yes. Wando can get past his guy, but not like Remy can not like Remy can. And that's just that, that, that was the frustrating part for me as a fan. And I recognize as a fan, not a coach, I don't know the, the, the scouting report. I'm not in the video room. That's just what I saw as a fan. And I was, I was annoyed by that, particularly as it looked like we were going to lose the game. It was a little bit interesting because it seemed like it was going well, right? Like, okay. Remy's in Remy's played fairly well. And there was a couple hiccups here and there. Sure. Uh, you're always going to get hiccups. Like <laughs> I, I, I don't agree with everyone. Just like, Hey, look at the plus minus. Look at the no, plus minus. No, I agree. I agree because that wasn't necessarily the full case. Like when he was in, we hit three quick threes. They're like, that can distort a plus minus, you know, I love plus from, minus from, from game just to, to game. Piss off people who hate plus minus. I do it all the time. Only for that reason. I completely yeah. agree. Plus minus is a, is a terrible stat. However, it's not necessarily completely useless. It's not useless. It's not use, especially in the long term. <laughs> Short term, even less useless, but maybe some sort of maybe you can glean something from it. I I, I did find it a little bit shocking that he did not play, uh, really the last twenty minutes of the game, including overtime. Uh, you know, I love me some Wando, and I think that Bill has the utmost faith in him to do what he wants on the floor for everything except score. He and shot the ball 10 times. Nine, nine Wando times. did. Yeah. Wando, 10 times. And I think he made two. Two of four, 10. Four, four points. Two of 10 or two of nine. Either way. Uh, I need you to three. That's what it was. Missed he three. and Wilson shot the same amount of shots. And you know what? And that's because they were giving it to him. <laughs> you know, sometimes he's, he's got to take those. Uh, but you're right. And and Remy's not necessarily scoring, lighting up the, the scoreboard either efficiency wise, but he is better. He's a it's lot the most better. efficient season he's ever had scoring the ball. 
<laughs> that's not saying a whole lot, I'm, but looking back to the Arizona state days, uh, but you're right. Um, I, I think I, I understand both sides of it. And I think what I would like to see going forward is uh, uh, un- taking the chains off a little bit of from Remy. Cause I think there, there is a lot there for us to maximize. He's got to get big time minutes, not necessarily, you know, 20 minutes in the middle of the game. We're talking to win a game and we did win the game. Like, so whatever had happened, the inputs yep. were put in and the result was a win. So that is what it is. But, you know, did we falter down those down the stretch? I mean, I'm looking at the Ken Palm quarter by quarter, fourth quarter, last 10 minutes of the game. We were outscored 23 to 12. I mean, we were up in that game by 10, coming down 10 minutes. Yep. It was a 12-point game, when I think, when he checked out. And, you know, thing, things tighten up. Things are called differently. Uh, is that completely one player's, you know, fault or uh, the, their, their cause and effect? I don't know. It's not. But uh, I, I can see why Bill Self, you know, he has his security blanket and that security blanket is Wando. He put him in there. Uh, but, you know, I would, I think, you know, this is, maybe this is a way to transition into Kentucky. What was Remy's best game this year? What was Remy's best half this year? We'll go with, just know. go with half. Second half against Michigan State. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's 15 right. points 15 in the second points. half. Right, right. This is a dude who craves the spotlight, who plays his best under the lights when everyone is watching. And we saw that against Michigan State, Champions Classic, at least in the second half, not in the first half. Uh, remember how shocking it was that they didn't score in the first half? How is that even possible? And now it's just like, yep, that's, that's a Monday. Remy didn't yeah. score that half. Uh, but you know, maybe this is a good coming out party for him against Kentucky. We're going to need to have, um, both him and Wando play really well against this Kentucky team because they are, they're good top to bottom. They're ranked ahead of us in Ken Palm. Um, we know these players, Ty Ty Washington was a guy who, uh, you know, almost came to KU committed to Kentucky. Uh, Oscar Shibwe is a guy who played for West Virginia for a couple of years and really has murdered us every time he's played us. This is not a guy we've done well against. So uh, you have to step up quite a bit against this Kentucky team. Yeah. I just to put a bow on, on Remy, I'll put, put a bow on Remy, the Remy wars. Let's call let's call it truce. Everyone on the Remy wars. wars. Like put, uh, put down, put down your weapons on the Remy wars here. Here's my take. I think we need a Remy that bill self trusts in the moment for us to hit our ceiling. If he is going to play the last 10 minutes of every close game on the bench because he doesn't trust him, then I do not think we will hit our ceiling. He has got to figure out a way to trust him enough or let the good come with the bad or have Remy prove whatever he needs to prove. I mean, he obviously has a short leash. He's got to figure out a way to get comfortable with that because if this is going to be a thing where we just never see him in close games, I don't think we'll hit our ceiling. And, and I think that's the thing we're more than halfway through the season. If we can't get it now, I worry that we're not going to get it the rest of the season. And I think that limits our ceiling. That's all. That's my take. And I wanted to see him in this game because you got to let him through it. You got to let him make mistakes. Now is the time. And, and I mean, obviously you don't want to lose the game, but you're up 12 and maybe you're up four and you put him in. And if he throws, turns over the ball, you probably don't see him the rest of the game, but he didn't even get that chance. I want to see him be able to have the trust from Bill Self to play. And you said it correctly. 
Wando is never going to be replaced in trust. No. So that means they're playing together. And obviously Bill Self cannot compute having both those guys on the floor at the same time or, or polling Wando. It just, it just doesn't, it's not the way he answered that in the post game was like, who are you going to pull out? Well, everyone else was pretty clearly know who you're going to pull out, but it didn't, it's like, it didn't even register in his head. Right. I think he's worried about the rebound or worried about turnovers. I think he's worried about bad shots. You know, those are the things he, he cares about. And I get it. Remy's not the guy to, to maximize those, those categories, but you know, uh, it, just to, to take it from a little different perspective and to maybe get back on some of the themes we were talking about earlier, it seems 17 to number one in the uh, big 12, number one uh, projected seed in the NCAA tournament, uh, at least by most people's accounts. Uh, and we have a lot of work to do. Like we're not a complete team. We're yeah. not a team that's got everything figured out. And, I don't know if that's good or bad. I think from a bad perspective, it's like, man, it's it's January. You guys don't have things figured out. From a good perspective, it's like we could get a lot better. Yeah, uh, and and you know we're the number fifth ranked team offensively or fourth ranked team offensively. How 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 much better offensively do we need to get? Uh, I think we need to get better defensively. <laughs> now now that may be uh, something that our our eyes can't necessarily grasp in terms of how someone's playing team defense. Uh, and maybe that's, maybe, maybe that's another, or another thing Bill Self's looking at, but from, of course. from the highlights I saw, he did take two charges. He did uh, play, play fairly good defense uh, from, from my eyes, but my eyes are not the coach's eyes. Right. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Kentucky Saturday, huge, 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 huge game. Uh, you know, it's the big 12 sec challenge. It doesn't matter for the big 12 race, but it's, it's good to get a game like this. You know, we could be playing like Arkansas or Alabama, like in the, some of these other years, but no, this year they're putting us up against the big boys, putting us up against Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky comes into the field house. Like I love playing Kentucky, you know, every year, every other year, this is a fun game. You said something before we started, like, are you going to go to the fan fest? What, what were you talking about? Nah, bro. You don't know about the Friday, the fr- F-R-Y, Friday Fan no. Fest? No. Oh. I'm, well, I, maybe I'm out of it. Maybe well, I'm. Wendy's. Uh, oh, okay. We'll be hosting. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Do we get sponsored by Wendy's? Yeah, dude. Uh, the Friday Fan Fest at the Fog. Friday night from 5 to 8 on the Allen Fieldhouse lawn, complete with free food from the Wendy's food truck. Does you, know, does you know Wendy's had a food truck? I didn't. You know what they serve? Fries? Fries. They serve fries. Uh, a live DJ. How about this? Uh, games. Is it Wendy? Like DJ Wendy? Like red hair pigtails? I hope so. Uh, giveaways and appearances by KU Band, Spirit, and Mascots. All right. How about that? Now, then... Come back the next morning at 7 a.m. At the Fan Fest. The fog continues. Doors open 845. They're going to have the bacon, whatever they, bacon bacon sandwich. Yeah, the bacon breakfast-ater at the Wendy's Fan Fest that morning. Doors open 845. College game day show live on court 10 to 11. How about that? So, there you go. Wendy's. Friday. Got it. Wendy's. Wendy's coming through. Uh, maybe I'll go. I, I do love me some Wendy's. 
uh, I will. But it's cool. I mean, I love all this pomp and circumstance around college basketball, especially in Lawrence when they do fun stuff like this. Uh, it's always fun when college game day comes into town. It seems like they do it every other year. They kind of give other people an opportunity to get the spot, but they, they at least come uh, once every other year. And what a better game. What a better game against this Kentucky team uh, that hasn't really lost a bad game. They've lost to Duke. They've lost to Notre Dame, lost to LSU, and lost to Auburn. So they do have four losses, but all these teams are – uh, in the top 12 other than Notre Dame, maybe that's not a not a perfect loss, but we lost to Dayton, so we don't have a perfect <laughs> loss either. Uh, uh, you know, lost to Auburn last week, so they're not the not sitting at the top of the uh, SEC, but still a very competitive team that will be competing for a national championship and will be competing. Uh, they'll give us their best shot. This is the top 10 team that's coming in. It's going to be tough. They got... Uh overtime last night against Mississippi state. You watch that. I, I heard about it. I did not watch it in Rupp. Now they had some injuries. Ty Ty was not playing. Uh, I think uh, Oscar was uh, hobbled, although went for 20 and 22 or something. Oh my God. <laughs> I think he had 20. I think it was, I think he had 22 and 21 or something uh, in that game. Uh, they, they won an overtime, but yeah, they. I think Ty Ty is going to play against us. Was the latest I've read. I think that was uh, as of this morning. There were reports they thought he'd be back. I hope he's back. I hope they're full strength. I don't want any. I don't want any people saying that KU beat Kentucky shorthanded. Uh, I think it'll be a fun game. What do you think Just, the uh, line's going to be in that game? Uh, probably us by two. Looks like Ken Palm just has it at three, but yeah, three. that sounds right. Uh, just because I had it pulled up, Ty, Ty Washington is projected to be drafted ninth in the latest ESPN mock draft. They got two guys in the top 10, don't they? Um, don't they have a couple? Yes. Shaden Sharp. I don't know much about him. Hmm. Uh, does he play? Uh, that name is not familiar. Is he her or something? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, uh, Kevin, I'm gonna have to cut this podcast short because they're gonna turn my power off to oh, replace. They're gonna replace the uh meter. So, okay. uh, anyway, Rock Chalk Jayhawk. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to the to Friday Fan Fest. I will and, close uh, out. I'll close out if yeah, you need to go. Okay. All right. I do need to go. All right. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> All right. Well, Andrew closes out. We appreciate you guys listening in. Uh, we will try to do some more Twitter spaces stuff after post game. I know uh, our guy Vern, Mike Vernon, uh, put that up for the last couple of games because we were uh, out of uh, out of commission. But uh, look forward to seeing everybody back out on those things. Uh, make sure that you follow us on Twitter at Jayhawk Talk at Sherlock Hoops. We have a top. Five team, we've got room to improve. As Andrew said, we have not put it all together. And I think that we've got the best player in the league and the, probably the best player or one of the top three or four best players in the country. When we started this podcast early in the season, we said, do we have the guy? Do we have, the, do we have a pro on this team? And we weren't quite sure. We thought, well, you know, we might have fringe pros. Well, we might have two pros. One is a lottery pick. And all of a sudden, I think our our ceiling goes goes up through the through the roof if we're seeing 
the ceiling performance of Ochai Abaji, which we obviously are. So Ochai gets cleaned up, or Ochai continues to do what he's doing. Big Dave, who a week and a half ago we thought we don't have an answer at the five, <laughs> and now he's you know put in a few good performances in a row. I think people, he's starting to figure out who he needs to be for this team. And then we got guys like you know KJ Adams coming off the bench. We got guys like Remy coming off the bench who could obviously add a ton. This is going to be interesting and fun to watch as we close out uh, the rest of the Big 12 season. Obviously, a tough, tough stretch coming up. Uh, it does not get any easier. It's a top 20, 25 Ken Palm team every single week. We got Kentucky, and then we go to Hilton uh, for a rematch of a game that I'm sure they are going to be as turned up as uh, – as just about any game we'll have in the season, particularly after uh, the way it finished in Allen Fieldhouse. So let's get out of here. Thanks again uh, for listening. Uh, catch us on uh, iTunes, Spotify, everywhere you can. Please reach out there. Give us a five-star review. Uh, and uh, that helps us get the podcast out to new listeners. We appreciate all of you. Thanks for the interaction on Twitter. I probably won't block you. I said that earlier. I don't really block people. It takes, it takes a lot to block to get blocked by me. Uh, but if you ask me three times if I'm smarter than Bill Self, then I will probably block. Maybe it's a three strike. Uh, but anyway, I appreciate all of you. Uh, we will talk next time. This for my Jayhawk fans. This for my Jayhawk fans. This for my fans. This for my And if you love it, then I love it because we This for my Jayhawk fans. For my Jayhawks. This for my Jayhawk fans. For my Jayhawks. And if you love it, then I love it Cause we hawks, baby I tried to tell them Every time we on the court, I tried to tell them that we never coming up short. I tried to tell them that we came here to get the win. I tried to tell them that, that they should never let us in. They say that we the best, but I say we the greatest. That's why they try to knock us down and always seem to hate us. That's why they talk about us. They know they can never fade us. It's tradition and that Kansas pride that has truly made us. They know just how we feel. They know at Allen Field that we gon' keep it real shout out the bill this for them fans that waited off in them long lines camped out before the games and they stayed a long time every dollar that we spend just to watch our team win on a jayhawk shirt or a new clean bins with a sticker on the back with the k and the u uh-huh yeah baby that'll make you say oh we at the top of the top just like we should be started from the bottom thanks to what james could see Dr. Naismith made a game for man, changed lives for the players, and did the same for, for the fans. This for my J-Hope fans, for my J-Hope. This for my J-Hope fans, for my J-Hope. This for my J-Hope fans, for my J-Hope. And if you love it, then I love it, cause we hope this for my J-Hope fans, for my J-Hope. This for my J-Hope fans, for my J-Hope. This for my J-Hope fans, for my J-Hope. And if you love it, then I love it, cause we hawks, baby All them years that we've been cheering, everything that we've been hearing All them spreads that we've been clearing, never been no team we fearing And look how Bill got us steering, all them tournaments appearing With no team that's interfering, nine times get to cheering With them banners held high, and the crowd going wild Night before the final four, you can't even sleep now Yeah, we at the peak now, we can't even leap down March Madness, man, we've been waiting weeks now 
If you a Hawks fan, go ahead and hold them ones high. Shout out to the Booster showing love in the alumni. I'm speaking for the fans, even though I'm just one guy. We appreciate the love, love won't run dry. Imagine the state of Kansas with no Jayhawks. That's like having no streets, but trying to jaywalk. They see us as support, and we see them on the court. So we keep it loud and do our best so we don't come up short. We win together, and we lose together. But win or lose, we still booze together. Struggles in my life will change me as a man. But one thing that'll never change, I'll be a Jayhawk fan. I ain't even gotta really say it. This one for the fans, that's why I made it. March Madness, here we can't be faded. Rock Chuck J. Hawk in your faces. I ain't even gotta really say it. This one for the fans, that's why I made it. March Madness, here we can't be faded. Rock Chuck J. Hawk in your faces. This for my J. Hawk fans, for my J. Hawks. This for my J. Hawk fans, for my J. Hawks. It's for my J-Hawk fans, for my J-Hawks, Hawks. And if you love it, then I love it, cause we Hawks, baby. It's for my J-Hawk fans, for my J-Hawks. It's for my J-Hawk fans, for my J-Hawks. It's for my J-Hawk fans, for my J-Hawks, Hawks. And if you love it, then I love it, cause we Hawks, baby.